BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Episode 17, season three of the Daily Intermission podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got some good news and some bad news. Uh, the good news is, is we're going to be joined in the second half by some callers. Some people are going to call in, fire some sports questions at me. Should be fairly entertaining. A lot of the followers from TikTok, some from Instagram, uh, some friends of the show. So that'll be good fun in the second half. Uh, the bad news is, is that I had the interview lined up with Ross Colton yesterday afternoon. I get into the studio and the Wi-Fi is down. So Ross is going to come on Friday. That will be available on Monday for, or I guess for Tuesday's episode. So Ross is coming. Mr. Ross Colton, but that will be on Tuesday's episode. But ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing today? It's the pregame show of episode 17, and my story today is about when I went back to do my master's, I played football. I was a quarterback of the football team at the University of New Brunswick, and it's uh, like a D2 Canadian division. I mean, I hadn't played football in five years. I walked on here and was absolutely slinging the rock. It's a it's a bit of a joke of a league. I mean, it's, it's a, it's for, it's, for people who kind of, it's like a, Joe, uh, a junior college league. I mean, it's a, at a high school, if you're not quite ready for D1 Canadian football, then you go in this league and you develop. But I came in as a 25-year-old, the maximum age you could play. And I'm this just this grizzled veteran, hawking the rock around. Anyway, week three is our homecoming game at UMB. So this university is located in New Brunswick, about five hours from where I live in, New Br- in Nova Scotia. So my mom and my stepdad have driven up. They're staying in a hotel. My dad has driven up. He's uh, he's staying with me at the house. My uncle's at the game. It's a big game. My brother has come up with my dad. Anyway, I put on a bit of a clinic, threw five touchdowns. Not really a part of the story, but I went off. I had a huge game. So after the game, my little brother, he's going to come, you know, get social with me, have a, have some drinks, you know, go to the bars. Anyway, so we end up having some drinks after the game. It's probably six, seven o'clock. My dad joins in for a little bit, then goes back to the house. My mom and stepdad are at the hotel downtown. It's all fine. Anyway, we end up at the bars downtown and my little brother is running his mouth like a madman and it's not a good scene. Um, you know, he's, he's chirping people anyway, ends up getting kicked out of the bar. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got to go with him clearly. So anyway, we end up in a cab and I look back in the cab and my little brother's in a headlock and this guy is just wailing at him. I'm like, oh my goodness. So anyway, we get out of the, the cab. There's a bit of a scuffle. When I say scuffle, there's a brawl and Taylor and I end up just beelining out of there after the brawl. We're like, okay, we gotta get out of here. Next thing you know, I'm sitting on the sidewalk next to my brother in handcuffs and the cops are sorting things out between the two parties and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be bad. I'm I'm saying Taylor don't say anything and uh anyway the the cop ended up being my head coach's brother. So we sorted things out for a little while. We ended up getting fined like 200 bucks each and he let us go scotch free. So that is my homecoming football game story from my master's degree master's degree at the University of New Brunswick. And ended up being in handcuffs and getting off because my head coach's brother was the cop who took care of us. So that is my story for the pregame show. 
Uh, let's hop right into quarter one. So quarter one, we're going to talk about the MLB and the NFL. Obviously, the World Series is alive and well. The NFL trade deadline was just uh, just occurred, and there were some big names moving teams. And then we'll move into quarter two. We've got some NHL, NBA, and a little bit of PGA Tour. So we're going to buzz through this, get the news out to you guys. And then we'll bring in some callers uh, for the second half. My nose is stuffed. This probably sounds nasally, to be honest, but I'm just going to... Uh, get things sorted out here but okay so it's uh it's game three and four that have just passed in the world series and game three the absolute it was an absolute beatdown by the phillies i mean the phillies absolutely pounced on mccullers from mccullers i should say from the houston astros he was throwing curveball muffins left right and center bryce harper hits a home run schwarber marsh hoskins they hit five home runs off this guy they end up winning seven nothing a huge win for the phillies statement game First game at home. <coughs> oh my goodness. Game four. Christian Javier takes them out for the Houston Astros. Pitches an absolute gem. Six innings of no hit ball. The Houston Astros go off in the top of the fifth. Score five runs. They end up winning five nothing. So the Phillies win game three, seven nothing. Uh the the Astros win five nothing game four. So we get game five tonight in Philadelphia. It's gonna be interesting. This is a this is a big game. They could be going back. Houston could be going back with an opportunity to win the World Series at home or going back to Houston with an opportunity to send it to seven games. I mean, it's been an electric World Series. I mean, there's characters on both teams. I'm really enjoying myself. Bryce Harper. I mean, this guy is an absolute stud. It would be nice to see him win a World Series, but I mean, I think he's a two-time MVP, if I'm not wrong, but uh, what a stud he is. Um, I didn't know why he was wearing his green headband and green cleats, but I guess it was for... Uh, it was in honor of Fnatic, their mascot on the road. So interesting there. But we got game six tonight. I'm going to go with the Astros. I've been riding the Astros religiously. I'm going to go with the Astros on the road. And then they close it up in, in six games at home. But Phillies have been a nice story. And I know a lot of the listeners are Philadelphia seven or Philly, Philadelphia Phillies fans. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but the, the, uh, the World Series has been certainly electric. All right, let's move into some NFL talk in quarter one. It was the trade deadline, and there were some massive names moved around the NFL. I'm, I can't remember an NFL trade deadline that has been, uh, you know, this this mobile in terms of star players. But Roquan Smith starts things off by heading to the Ravens. So the Bears defense ends up trading Robert Quinn to the Eagles and Roquan Smith to the Ravens. So the Bears obviously, you know, not not involved in in the uh, NFC North, and and they're having another losing season. So tough for Bears fans, but they get some draft picks in compensation for Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Bradley Chubb, this one gave Dolphins champ Dolphins fans a Chubb. Bradley Chubb heading to Miami, absolute monster defensive lineman. So that's going to be huge for them getting some pressure on the quarterback. He signs a deal, a five year deal, one hundred twenty million dollars as soon as he gets there. Uh, but that's a massive pickup for Miami. Miami also brings in Jeff Wilson Jr. from San Francisco. Obviously, he was disposable after bringing in Christian McCaffrey. I'm assuming they're 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 projecting to get back uh, Elijah Mitchell here soon. But so uh, Miami splashes, gets a running back in Jeff Wilson, and gets a great pass rusher in Bradley Chubb. So Miami, great job, definitely a winner of the trade deadline. So that's going to be exciting for the Dolphins who are not going to just give up this division to uh, Buffalo, and they want to be in the mix. So that's a, that's a nice job by Miami. TJ Hawkinson, tight end from the Detroit Lions, is heading to Minnesota, an interdivision trade. 
you don't often see this, but TJ Hawkinson's a stud. I know Irv Smith Jr., who's the current tight end in Minnesota, has some has had some drop balls issues, but they're bringing in TJ Hawkinson, who's an absolute stud. So now the weapons in Minnesota, this team, I mean, they're kind of flying under the radar with how good they are, but we'll see because everyone's kind of, I think, expecting Kirk Cousins to not be that good. But the acquisition of TJ Hawkinson should be fantastic. So I'm looking forward to it. I apologize, guys. I'm going through it right now with my nose running. I've got some itches in my throat. So if this is bad content, bad listening, I apologize. But we're moving on. Chase Claypool gets traded to the Chicago Bears. I mean, what? I I, I don't really get this. I mean, Justin Fields, I guess his weapons right now with St. Brown, Aquarius St. Brown, and Darnell Mooney aren't the greatest. Um, but to bring in Chase Claypool, I guess, uh, I always think of Chase Claypool would be a nice fit in Green Bay, but Green Bay clearly wasn't going to do anything for Aaron Rodgers. Um, so Chase Claypool head to Chicago. Naheem Hines, uh, second-tier running back for the Indianapolis Colts, is heading to the Buffalo Bills. Zach Moss is heading to the Colts. So that's an interesting uh, pickup. He's going to be a nice pass-catching back for for. Uh, for Josh, uh, Josh Allen. So uh, Naheem Hines to the Bills and uh, Calvin Ridley, the gambler. He will be betting on Jacksonville games because he is heading to Jacksonville. Calvin Ridley, who's suspended this year for betting on the Atlanta Falcons last season, uh, he's a star receiver on Alabama. He's really solid. So Jacksonville, you know, investing into their future as they should be with Trevor Lawrence making strides. I really enjoy that uh, trade for for Jacksonville. So they'll get Calvin, Calvin Ridley next year. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a star-studded offense if they can continue to build. I really like that pickup. The Packers obviously did nothing for Aaron Rodgers. I just mentioned it, which is surprising to me. Um, this is a guy that has been dealing with rookie receivers. Alan Lazard's banged up. Robert Tanyan, I mean, he can only do so much from the tight end position. But, I mean, obviously these running backs are great, but you got to get Aaron Rodgers some weapons. So we'll see what happens in Green Bay. Uh, Thursday night football tonight. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Houston. Uh, the spread, minus 13 and a half for the Eagles. I'm not looking at the spread, though. I'm looking at the Houston quarterback, Davis Mills. I like the over on his passing yards tonight. I think they're going to be down. I think they're going to be needing to throw the ball. And I think this guy kind of flies under the radar as a guy who can actually throw for a decent amount of yards. So I like his over in yards. Um, and uh, and we'll uh, that'll be my bet right now for the listeners. I guess you won't be able to listen to it. Uh, it'll be out tomorrow. But that's the bet I'm riding early is the Davis Mills over. All right, that's going to conclude quarter one. Just a briefing in the MLB, briefing in the NFL, just a trade deadline. It's going to be a fun week nine slate, but let's move into quarter two. We got some NHL hockey, NBA basketball, and a briefing from the PGA Tour. The Pittsburgh Penguins, these guys are swirling out of control. They've lost five straight games, and they've blown massive leads. They were up 5 2 to the Boston Bruins in the third period, ended up losing. They're up 4 2 against the Buffalo Sabres. Last night, ended up losing. It's going to be scary here. I mean, the Buffalo Sabres have been an absolute wagon. The Boston Bruins have clearly been an absolute wagon, 9-1. and one. But Pittsburgh, I'm not accustomed to seeing these guys blow leads, especially with the veteran presence they have throughout that lineup. But this is a bet that you can all hammer. They're playing the Kraken Saturday night at home. I am all over the Penguins' puck line. I'll be hammering that with multiple units. So let's ride the Penguins and their streak against the Kraken. I'm not sure what that's going to be paying, but I do expect the Penguins to get it back on track Saturday against the Kraken. Okay, this is this is going to be a nice little rant here. But of all the star players around the league that we talk about, we talk about Kirill Kaprizov, Austin Matthews, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand. I mean, we talk about a lot of stars. There's no two bigger stars that continue to produce year in, year out, without question, without doubt, without gaining. I mean, they obviously gain monstrous 
media attention. But Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are such monsters when it comes to the point sheet, the stat sheet. 22 points in 10 games for Connor McDavid, 11 goals in 10 games, 21 points in 10 games for Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, this team, I told you at the beginning of the season, this is the team that's going to win the cup this season. I mean, they are so fun to watch. They're so electric. Connor McDavid, I mean, this guy is such a superstar. I think he's going to win the Rocket, Richard. He was plus 1,500 at the beginning to win the Rocket. I mean, that would have been a nice bet because I think that Connor McDavid wants one. I think when you have these superstars, like Sidney Crosby ended up getting one. I mean, not, not known as a you know a renowned goal scorer, but he 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 wanted to have one of those to his name. I mean, I think that uh, Connor McDavid is certainly capable of doing this, and I think that he's going to get it this year. But man, those two have been monstrous in Edmonton, and they're on a bit of a heater. So, uh, I mean, it's so fun to watch Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but 22 and 21 points. I mean, these two are going to lead the league in points, as they always do, as they've done in the last few years. But it's going to be interesting to see how far away they can climb from the from the uh, from the second or third and fourth place. I mean, I think uh, Pasternak's in second or in third, I should say, behind these two uh, with eighteen. But he's been on an absolute tear, so we'll see. Um, Eric Carlson is throwing it back. I mean, Eric Carlson. We remember his days in Ottawa. He was such a stud. The 2017 playoffs come to mind when he was hucking sauces over the net to Mike Hoffman. He was just being an absolute monster. I mean, Eric Carlson has nine goals and six assists in 12 games. Nine goals for Eric Carlson. He's second in the league in goals. Love to see it from Eric Carlson. I mean, he was such a stud. Obviously, uh, you know, it hasn't been great for him in in San Jose. And he gets paid a boatload of money. I mean, he gets paid to do what he's doing this season. He just hasn't done it. I think he makes like $11.5 million. Uh, But it's good to see him paying and you know, playing up to his contract uh, in San Jose. Rasmus Dalin and the Sabres have been on a heater, like I mentioned. Dalin's got six goals already. Tage Thompson had six points the other night. I mean, the Buffalo Sabres are making serious strides. They're having a great start to the season. My only issue is with Buffalo is their goaltending. I, I said Aaron Dell last last week. It's not Aaron Dell. It's it's uh, Aaron Hill. I do believe uh, is their backup with um, with Craig Smith, who's forty one years old. Craig Anderson, sorry. Um, but the Buffalo Sabres have looked very good, and uh, and they keep uh, running off wins. I mean, their comeback win last night against the uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins was a nice one. So the Buffalo Sabres are a team to, to bet on right now. I'm going to start betting against them actually. But they've been well. They've been good. The Blues have been struggling in a big way. It's not good right now. Ryan O'Reilly, captain of the team, notes that he has been absolutely brutal. He, he came out in the media and said, "I've been terrible." Uh, the Blues have lost five in a row after starting three and zero. This is the team I'm on tonight. I like the Blues to get back on track. I mean, this is a team, obviously, um, you know, that they've lost a few key pieces. And, they, you know, I talked about it last episode, but I don't think they're that bad. I think I don't think they're the last place in the Central Division bad. So I think they're going to start reaming off some wins, and I think it starts tonight. Um, but they got to be better. I mean, they've got to be better. Uh, Craig Berube behind the bench. There were some rumors that his job might be on the line. I don't think, I think Doug Armstrong came out and said, listen, folks, that's not the case. Uh, it's still early, uh, but the Blues have, have really been struggling, and I expect them to get things back on track. Uh, the, Finney, the Arizona Coyotes are at Mullet Arena, and they're winning at Mullet Arena. The stadium at Arizona State University uh, you know, is a capacity of 5,000 people. The away dressing rooms looks like such a shit show. It's like curtains thrown up, rubber under the ground. It's just such a makeshift project they got going on there, and you feel bad uh, for Phoenix Coyotes fans, or from Arizona Coyotes fans, and just even for the, for the road teams in general having to play there. Uh, but the Yotes, 
and Arizona State University Arena are alive and well. And that might be a spot I'd like to go to a game. Just check it out. See what the atmosphere is like. See if there's students there getting all boozed up. But I don't think ticket prices are that friendly, uh, to be completely honest. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor that situation. Some massive news in the NHL. The Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators are now for sale. I think the daughters of Eugene Melnick are selling the team. Um a few different routes. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is in the mix. There's going to be a lot of suitors for this team. I think it's looking at that 700, 800 million. Should we crowdfund this, folks? Should we absolutely get in the mix, the daily intermission crowdfund? I mean, we probably couldn't even get to a million bucks, let alone $800 million. But how funny would that be if like a group of people, remember the uh, the whole um, GameStop Reddit thread that and the stock market with, you know, the stock of GameStop flew through the roof. Uh, you know, a lot of people made a lot of money. It would be hilarious if somebody crowdfunded eight hundred million to buy the Sands. I don't think they would ever sell it to you know that bidder, but it would be hilarious. All right, that's a briefer from the NHL, and uh, we're going to move into some NBA talk in the Utah Jazz. As I mentioned, if you follow me on social media, they're on an absolute heater. I mean, I thought they were blowing out the Dallas Mavericks last night for a little bit. I thought they were going to go to seven and two, but no, they're six and three now. Uh, I, I do believe they start to come back to life. Uh, but it has been interesting. I mean, Danny Ainge and the management staff there, I mean, they clearly made a statement that they were they were looking for a pick. I mean, they traded off all of their star players, um, but they've been playing well. Um, Laurie Markkinen, uh, Colin Sexton off the bench. I mean, you got some great player. Mike Connolly uh, comes to mind. So they've been good. Uh, Steve Nash, fired by the Brooklyn Nets. You hate to see it from Stevie Nash, Canadian legend basketball player. Um, it's been a shit show in Brooklyn. I mean, come on now. You got Kevin Durant, he's banging porn stars. He's asking, you know, he wouldn't play for the, he's telling people he wouldn't play for the team if Steve Nash was still the coach. You got Kyrie Irving, anti-Semitic tweets, um, you know, anti-vaccination statuses. I mean, the the conspiracy theories that guy go, lives by. I mean, Kyrie is just a walking circus act himself. And they got Ben Simmons who comes in, James Harden for a bit of your tenure. It has just been a complete disaster in Brooklyn and it's been at the hands of Steve Nash, which you feel bad for him. But it sounds like they are in the mix to get Boston Celtics former coach who's suspended. So I'm not sure the whole situation there. It's going to be interesting. But, uh, I mean, a gong show of a situation right now in Brooklyn. They continue to lose games. They're not looking great at the beginning of this season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but as I mentioned, Kyrie and his anti-Semitic tweets, he donates $500,000 to anti-hate causes in New York City. I mean, does it, can this guy go a year with just being a stud basketball player, we don't have to deal with all of the garbage that he deals with off the court. It's just such, it's mind blowing what this guy, you know, brews up and, and deals with uh, week in, week out. It is unbelievable. Lamar Odom, who ended up pawning off his championship rings, obviously a Lakers star at one, at one time, got his rings back. You love to see it. I'm not sure how much money he would have got off pawning those rings, but I guess he got them donated back to him, which you like to hear from for Lamar Odom. Um, so Lamar Odom gets his championship rings back. So, yeah, you love to see it. Kawhi Leonard. I I mean, we look around the NBA right now, listeners, and we think about you know, Zion Williamson. You know, we think about Anthony Davis. We think about some guys that are just labeled as Band-Aids and, and you know, even LeBron at times. And, and they're just, you know, they're just taking games off or they're taking long stretches of time off, missing time with injuries. Does Kawhi Leonard fit in that category? In my opinion, yes. And it's never really talked about. This guy misses so much time with injury. Um, but man, he's such a star. And I don't know it's because he's won two NBA titles with two different teams. And, you know, he pretty much carried that Raptors team. Um, you know, 
it's interesting. This Kawhi guy, I think he's only played two games this season, one in limited fashion. He was injured all last year. It's tough because the Clippers could use this guy. The Clippers are a dangerous team uh, with some depth if they can get Kawhi Leonard healthy. But man, this guy's a band-aid. And I just wanted to know, is that talked about enough? How much of a band-aid Kawhi Leonard is? The Milwaukee Bucks remain undefeated. They're 7-0, and they are an absolute wagon. So I could see, yeah, I, I mentioned it last episode. We'll continue to monitor how long this undefeated streak goes for, but this these guys are going to be in the mix when it comes Easter Conference time for sure. Uh, Easter Conference playoff time for sure. The PGA Tour, ladies and gentlemen, is off to Mexico this week for the Worldwide Technology Championship. If you saw it on the social media, I like Victor Hovind to win his third, third in a row. I mean, Tiger has done that uh, a few times. When, it, we, when he has won three tournaments in a row, uh, multiple years, but uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, Victor Hovland's going to be in the mix. I like Grayson Sig at a plus uh, at uh, a top forty finish, and I also like Maverick McNeely and Emiliano Grillo to win this tournament. So I'll be following along with the PGA Tour all week. Um, but that is an absolute rapid fire of news from the NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, and PGA Tour. So let's get into some call-ins. Let's let's, let's spruce this thing up a little bit. All right, we got our first caller here. Who's calling in? First time caller. This is Bobby Finn. What's going on? Bobby Finn. Things are well, man. How are you making out? Good, man. Just uh, hanging out. Just downloaded the Chalkboard Sports app. I just put my prediction in there, so go check that out. Dude, that's incredible. Welcome to the Chalkboard community. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm in there daily, I would say hourly, chatting and you know, giving hot takes and giving bets, so you're, you're really going to enjoy it in there, Bobby. Yeah, I think for the first half, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be giving takes left and right, so should be fun. Yeah, uh, no, it's gonna be electric during uh, during the Thursday night for sure. So listen, man, you got any uh, you got any questions for the show? What's going on? So yeah, we got Thursday night tonight, a huge night for Houston and Philadelphia in both sports, football and baseball. So <laughs> very true, very true. If you had if you had one TV. Which one are you more interested in? Which one are you more vested in tonight? The Phillies, uh, Phillies, Houston Astros, or the Eagles and Texans? Dude, this is going to disappoint so many people. The the clear, correct answer here is the World Series. But I, I... I would want to watch the football game because I've got a little bit more coin on it. I've got a same game parlay. I've got an anytime on Devontae Smith that I've parlayed with a top 40 finish from Grayson Sig on the PGA Tour. Grayson Sig, the tour junkies, I'll give them the shout out right now. I mean, they're phenomenal golf betters. And he said, Grayson Sig's been playing well. Grayson Sig's five under. He's like in, in the top 10 right now. So that's incredible. So I need uh, and Grayson Sig. I mean, for your for your even for like a, a you know an everyday PGA fan may not have ever heard of Grayson Sig. I mean, he's 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 barely a recognizable name on the PGA Tour. But but I need a anytime touchdown for Devontae Smith. I'm not just a diehard football fan, but I'll have the the premise of this is that I do have one TV, but I'll be flipping back and forth. Yep, I, I hear you. Same here. Have you followed the World Series up to this game so far? I have. I have. I've see I, I don't watch baseball for the entirety of the games. I will check Same. in on them. I will watch an yep. inning, watch a pitcher throw, go, you know, three up, three down, but I don't stay on the ball game for the entire time because there's other things going on. There's MLB, there's NBA or there's sorry, there's NBA, there's NHL, there's NFL, there's other things going on. So I, I flip around, man. But I do I do check in. Uh, unfortunately I missed the fifth inning last game. That was when all the action was. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to finish a baseball game. I got other things to do too, just like uh 
running errands, you know? There's just other stuff to do, man, you know? And it's not the most... uh, Sorry, go ahead. This World Series has been unbelievable so far. We've gotten a little bit of everything from extra innings to a no-hitter to the Phillies getting seven runs off seven hits. Like, that's what you call efficiency, huh? Yeah, it was an absolute dinger fest versus McCullers. I mean, that guy did not have the curveball working in his favor. Um, no, they were sitting on that pitch, and they were sending it 500 feet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's was it been exciting. You're right. I mean, um, I think the Phillies have been such a great story. But as we're watching them play in the playoffs, I mean, you, you have an understanding of how stacked this lineup actually is. Um, you know, that 86 yep. team may not – you know, be a great representation of how good they are. And then the Astros have been such, I mean, they've been a dynasty of the last six years. So, um, no, it's been a great World Series. Yeah, I haven't been excited for a baseball game, but I'm actually excited tonight, and I'm a a Red Sox fan. So this is kind of weird. So let's talk about the Red Sox here for a minute, Bobby. Um, Obviously, we'd like them to sign uh, Xavier Bogarts um, and, and Raphael Devers, but, I mean... I, I saw that did Chris Sale opt into his two years fifty million dollars. I mean, what's going on with the Red Sox? Can they they are known to bottom out one year and be an absolute wagon the following? Can we expect them to have a bounce back season next year? I mean, that's what they did in what was it twenty nineteen when they got the World Series? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, they really they I were mean, the I best feel like team. That came out of nowhere, and then they did the, the best team after, in spring, like... best team in the regular season, and best team. They lost I think one or two games in the playoffs. They were a wagon, and yeah, in twenty seventeen they were dead last. I did. I don't know. Did we see this coming? I don't recall us predicting to be this bad this year. Definitely um, not. No. But, I don't know, but we, I mean, we have a problem with the uh, the Yankees. I don't know if they're going to be a fluke this year, but if they keep uh, if they keep winning like they did this year, the Sox uh, might be in trouble for the next few years. Yeah, and, and don't not, disregard but. the Blue Jays as well. The Blue Jays, uh, and, and I mean Baltimore. Right. The, uh, don't disregard the Blue Jays. Don't disregard the Yankees, and don't disregard the Baltimore Orioles, who came out of nowhere and have got thirty million to spend. Bobby, are you a little biased with the uh, pumping up the Blue Jays? A little Toronto, Canada is that a little home field? Bias right there, or I'm a Red Sox fan, uh, Bobby. I'm also uh, I live the closest city I live to, as you would know, is Boston. So uh, my grandfather grew up in Boston. My grandmother on my uh, my mom's side uh, grew up in Boston. So both of my grandparents' sets have Boston connections. Uh, my uncle lives in Southern Maine. So uh, all of the, I've been to all of the sporting events in uh, in Boston. So I'm a big Boston fan. But clearly, uh, there's some Jays bias just from being in Canada and always having them in my in my ear in terms of the markets, but uh, and the coverage, but. I think that they are a really strong team. I think that they're going to be good again next year. They, yeah, they were solid this year. What uh, I think it was what that, they came in second, right behind the Yankees. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Um, their pitching staff uh, didn't really pan out, and they had George Springer injured off and on. Uh, Bo Bichette was a little iffy at shortstop defensively at times, but I mean that team could bounce back. So, do you see any trades coming this off season for the Sox? Any predictions? Any young prospects either? Uh, it's it's hard to say. I I would like to think they'll make some noise, but the new management uh, or the new owners, I should say, it doesn't seem like they're making as you know much noise as as the past owners are willing to spend as much money. But uh, if I, I think I would like another horse, at, uh, you know, in their staff, I think if, if if anything, I don't know how you're feeling, Bobby. What do you think? Um, I mean, I mean, you're the Boston Red Sox. You're the most popular 
sports franchise probably in the world. You have to, uh, you have to be willing to spend every year, every year they, uh, but yeah, I mean, you have to, if it's playoff or bust every year. So, uh, I don't know if they have to make a trade or, or what, but they got to get something. No, I agree. I agree. Well, listen, Bobby, uh, thanks for calling in and we will have you on again. I'm going to make this a segment for when I don't have guests, I will get friends of the show and followers to, to call in. So Bobby, as always, you have yourself Perfect. a wonderful evening and I will see you in the chalkboard, um, in, uh, in probably 15, 20 minutes time. I want to see your prediction for the game in the chalkboard app. Uh, it'll be in there. Perfect. I'll go check it out. All right. Take care, Bobby. Thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it, Greg. See you, fella. See you, man. All right. Caller number two, second half, episode 17, season three of the Daniel Mission Podcast. Who's calling in? What's up? This is Jack, otherwise known as Archer the Archer. How we doing, Greg? The Archer. What up, fella? I was just talking about how the chalkboard app's going to be humming tonight during uh, Thursday Night Football with Bobby. You going to be in there in the mix? Yes, we're going to be in the mix, and anyone that's not in the chalkboard app, get in there right now. It's absolutely electric. Um, you won't regret it. I love it, Arch. So what's going on tonight, my man? How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a good day. I just uh, finished a, a, another small sports podcast. They had me on. I was chatting sports, you know, getting content. I've been bringing out my little brother to help me out with guest the athletes. Um, so, I mean, you know, we're moving and grooving. Um, but we're putting in the hours. There you go, getting in the mix. Yeah, getting in the mix, man. But uh, listen, you got any sports questions for me? Yeah, I'm thinking we got one league right now, Power Four Sports. It's in its championship series right now, so I kind of have some thoughts in my mind about that. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The World Series. What did you, yeah, you think about that combined no-no last night? I mean, it was awesome, man. I mean, six. No, no hit innings for the first time. I think since like nineteen, like early nineteen hundreds, or was it nineteen sixty three or something? It was electric, man. I'd like to see uh, have you get a little bit more, a few more innings. Like I'm an old school guy. Look, if the guy's on a heater, leave him in. Um, but no, I was absolutely electric. Uh, it was a nice change up for the Houston Astros after McCle- uh, after McClellers uh, was just absolutely throwing meatballs over the plate for uh, for the Phillies <laughs> the game before. So no, I was happy for him. Yeah, no, I kind of had a thought about this too. Just, and I, I saw a lot of tweets last night talking about imagine being a Phillies fan, paying all that money to buy a ticket. But like, it's the World Series. No hitter like that hasn't happened, like you said, in however many years. I think if I was a diehard Phillies fan and I was up by a game, I might just want to be in the stands for a no hitter because, like, you're never going to forget that you were there. For, I know it's against your the team you're cheering for, but. I feel like you would you'd be ingrained in history forever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think too, like if you're a fan of the Phillies, no matter the outcome, like like you don't want to know the outcome before you go to a sports event and like it's the World Series yeah. in Philadelphia. You're going to that game. Like you're not feeling bad for absolutely. the fans. They were at a World Series game of their favorite team. That's obnoxious. What an obnoxious take. Yeah. <laughs> uh did you see Last night, uh, some guy bet a hundred grand on the Phillies nine hitter to hit a home run. Oh, I did not. Was it Mattress Mac? No, it was. Oh, I can't remember who it was. I just saw it on Bleacher Report. He put a hundred. Um, some guy put a hundred, and it was only plus eight hundred odds. Like these guys in the major leagues, only like on average, maybe hit like twenty to twenty-five home runs a year, and the odds were only plus eight hundred. For the ninth hitter, who probably hit, nine hitter. he probably yeah. hit eight this season in 162 games. Brandon Marsh, 
Yeah. Wait, Brandon Marsh. He's got the he's got the long hair, the long beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he hit one the game prior, right? What'd you say? He hit one in game three. Did he? Okay. So they were they were thinking he was going to hit some, back I had to some back. Action on the after last night. What'd you say? You've been on a heater. You've been on a heater, Arch. I've been I've been following that along in the chalkboard app. You're uh, you've been on a bit of a yeah, heater. Yeah. You've you've had some good takes lately. So, um, so I'm hoping uh, <laughs> I, I'm I've been getting gouged on Sunday. So I'm hoping that you might have some nice narratives on Sunday. I might have something for you tonight. You okay. got a what? Ten minutes till kickoff. I mean, for yesterday. For I'm, I'm I'm plugging it in right now for all the listeners. So, oh, Arch, can you hear me? Drop the call. I'm getting back in there. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic oh. voice message. Can you hear me, Arch? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. I don't know how that cut off. That but. dropped, but I, I just opened up the betting app because I think this is going to be funny content for the listeners. So let's fire this up right now. So we're going with the same game parlay or just a one one solo bet? I saw a trend this morning on um, on Twitter. Okay. But um, are we recording? Am I good? Oh, yeah. You're good to go. Okay. Um, so I on Twitter today. I can't remember who it was from. The credit to whoever it came from. Uh, I noticed that the trend was double-digit favorites on Thursday night football are 5-0 and against the spread in the first half, which obviously the Eagles are favored by, I think, two touchdowns. Um, but... On top of that, the Eagles are seven zero this season in the first half against the spread. Okay, um, so there could be there could be some juice there. I mean, it's it's gone up from from seven. I think they were favored by seven in the first half. It's gone up maybe a half point or a full point. Um, okay, but I still might hammer it just based off of those trends. I mean, I still like the the Eagles to cover the spread. I don't know if I'm going to take that, but I'm I'm a fan of this first half action. I usually don't bet first half and. Uh, there could be some juice here. Okay, so we're thinking the Eagles minus seven first half. Yes, I think it's gone up like maybe a half point or a full point, but I'm just going to do it either way. The, trend, the trends are telling me to take it. All right, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, Let's go. Let's see. Let's see, folks. All right, folks. That's Jack Archer. Minnesota, absolute, absolute legend. All right, Arch, we'll do it again sometime. I'm going to bring it on. I'm going to have this in the, as you know, Ross Colton will be on for Monday, but uh, but I'm going to start mixing in some random stuff for uh, for the solo podcast. So phone-ins will definitely be a new uh, new addition to the pod. So uh, so for tomorrow's episode, you're going to be uh, you're going to be pleasured by hearing your own voice. Absolutely, let's go. All right, in the mix. exactly. All right, Arch, man, listen, you have a good night. We'll uh, we'll see you in the chalkboard app. All right, Greg, see you in the chalkboard up. See you, fella. All right, well, we thank Bobby and Archer, the Archer, Jack Archer, for calling in. Listen, folks, thanks for listening. Make sure you go over to TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Give give a like uh, to the episode five stars, and uh, we'll catch you with Ross Colton on Tuesday. Everyone, enjoy your weekends. Let's go.